Hey everybody, it's Captain Chris from the Friends with Benefits podcast, and I just want to say a special thanks to the guys at Nerd Alert for uh, this Let's Watch for Friday the 13th Part 6. As you know, we're doing a Friday the 13th retrospective series over on the Friends with Benefits podcast, and uh, as of this recording, we have uh, the first five movies in the series up. And uh, so this is a great way to prep for our uh, Friday the 13th Part 6 episode, which will be up this week. So uh, enjoy watching along with the, the guys from Nerd Alert and prep for our special series episode on Friday the 13th Part 6. Hello there. It's your favorite host in all podcasting, Obi-John Kenobi. Next to me, for the first time in way too long, <laughs> you know, the most creatively named man in all of podcasting, Corrin. What's up, buddy? Hey. <laughs> uh, so, welcome to a special episode of whatever the fuck this show's called now. Uh, let's watch. Uh, and this week marks a very special date for one of our favorite movies of all time, Friday the 13th. Uh, it's the 40th anniversary of the original film. Um, and we started a thing a while ago and never got back around to doing any more of them. But I figured what better time than now to pick that back up again. Uh, let's watches are always fun because it requires like zero prep on our part. Uh, and you get to hang out with us basically and watch a movie. And we started like a year ago. No, we did part eight at the beginning of quarantine, which just feels like a year ago. Uh, that was 25 years ago. Yeah. Uh, we had, so we did a let's watch of, I think we were, we, we said, let's do part eight, and you got over it, and I had an idea of, let's just roll for it. And then we rolled part eight. Um, so that's what we're going to do. We have a 1D8, uh, for those of you who are not up on your board game nerding this, that is a eight-sided die. Uh, oh, we're not using that number. No, no, no. Koran <laughs> is going to roll uh, anything but the number eight. Uh, we've already done a Let's Watch for part eight, so anything other than an eight, that's what we're going to watch today. Six. 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 Oh. How long is six? Uh, none of them were than 90 minutes, I checked. The dogs confirm. Mm, fair, fair, fair. Uh, the, the longest one at an hour and 40 is the one we've already finished. Yeah. It can't hurt us anymore. So, let me get up, and I'm going to pop in Friday the 13th, Part 6, Jason Lives, the best movie in the series. Oh, this is an hour and 46. Mine says 87 minutes. That's weird. This is, huh, this is an hour and 46 minutes right there. That don't sound right. Huh. I don't believe this was right at two hours long. On the back of my case, it says 87 minutes, which is, oh yeah, hour and 47 minutes. No, uh, hour and 27 minutes. Yeah. No, that's definitely not that. It sure does. That is weird. Whatever, Google. Whatever. (laughs) Uh, So we're watching from a Blu-ray, I believe at the moment... All of the first eight are available on Amazon. Uh, on, right. on Prime, I believe they're all available. Uh, they switched around a few times. I think last time we did it was right when Shudder put them on. But they were only on Shudder for like a month. So. 
a hot minute, as they say. Okay, so, from the menu, we are hitting play. And to sync up at home, we are, I'll let you know when we're at the Paramount logo. thinking about it okay paramount logo just came up and paramount is visible now so we are about eight seconds yeah, sorry coming up on three two 15, 15 seconds. seconds so throughout we'll give you some cues to tie in and we'll have the audio hopefully lightly enough in the background you can hear it without uh getting us dinged as so i've never seen this before really no i was gonna say <laughs> How the hell does that happen? Look, Ryan E. Kemp never saw Ghostbusters 2 in one sitting. So when people tell me I haven't seen blah, blah, now I believe them. Yeah, no, that was exactly my reaction is, bullshit, you're lying to me. Uh, apparently he never watched it all the way through. I don't know how that happens. But he swore to me he never watched the entire thing all the way through. He'd seen bits and pieces, he'd seen scenes, he'd seen clips. He probably knew more about it than most people, but... I mean, that just kind of goes without saying. True. So, I joke a lot about this being the best, but it is legitimately my favorite of the series. Well, you know my favorite. But my favorite's also out of this world, so... Uh, yeah, we'll have to get out a bigger die for yours. Uh, I thought we were rolling the D12, but... Well, I don't have all of them. I don't own... Sorry, I'm messing with the mic on the fly. Sorry, people. Uh, I don't own Jason X. The only one I don't own is uh, Part 9. That's the other one I don't have, which I don't care to. Yeah. Uh, but So what I love about this film. So right now we have handsome Tommy Jarvis. Uh, the handsomest, dreamiest Tommy Jarvis. With his fine, fine tuxedo, or uh, Canadian tuxedo. Head to the graveyard. To make sure Jason's really dead with his sidekick, Rorschach. Rorschach? Rorschach. There we go. Get my universes mixed up. Uh, Rorschach sounds like a. <laughs> from an inkblot test if you've been like watching Jaws too many times. <laughs> from Welcome Back, Cotter, who's in this for all of five minutes. Uh, it's very nice of them to bring Jason's mask back to him. Spoiler. But this whole opening I love because it's just like super 1940s gothic cemetery, like Frankenstein grave digging. Oh, yeah. Uh, it like, it's just, yeah, this this movie is a bit behind, peek behind the curtain. I was never big on Friday the 13th until a couple of years ago. The game actually kind of got me into it. The game and then Chris and Chris uh, got me into it. I can't, you can't be friends with both of them. For as long as I have, and not just accidentally fall into some horror <laughs> franchises. Um, so I sat down over the course of like two weeks. I think I borrowed a bunch of them from you, and just watched all of them straight through. Uh, I'd seen Freddy versus Jason. I'd seen Jason X, uh, but I had too. Yeah, but I hadn't seen uh, most of them. And by the time I got to in, in that marathon, by the time I got to part six, I was getting kind of burned out. I was like, wow, like. This franchise, she, like I don't get why people love it so much. There's like, some it's, good it's, and there's some bad. Yeah, I was getting very burned out. Uh, and then this one came along, and I call this the the shot in the arm for the franchise. It is 
Okay, we're moving number six. There's not a whole lot we can do that hasn't already been done in this franchise, so let's just say fuck it and have fun with it. And that's what this movie is. This is, I think, with the exception of maybe Jason X, you could you could debate that. Uh, I think the most fun Friday the Thirteenth movie because from the very get go, it knows exactly what it is. It's not trying to be anything more than that, yeah. and it's it's actively trying to have a good time with the audience. Well, like no joke, this one and X and Freddy vs Jason are are my three favorites in the series. Those are three good ones. Uh, my friend Tyler described it as the most new metal ranking for the series he'd ever heard because <laughs> it goes, it literally goes, uh, Jason X, Part 6, Freddy Burst. So, but it's, yeah, you're right. This one's very much just what it is, and it is what it is. And it knows what it is. It's not trying to be more than that. It's not trying to, like, elevate the franchise. It's just like, let's just have fun with this. Suspenders sexy. Uh, totally sexy. Look at that dreaminess. That's fair. You've met him, haven't you? I have. He called me maggot face. It was awesome. I was <laughs> dressed up as part six Jason. That wasn't a coincidence. It's also great because the whole movie is literally a self-fulfilling prophecy. Tommy's terrified Jason's somehow going to come back and he has to go make sure he's dead. And as we're about to see, in the process of doing that, he makes Jason come back to life. If he just would have sat at home on the couch and done nothing, we'd have been okay. Oh, it's an Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. <laughs> I'm sorry, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I hate that. But it's so true, though. So it's not. Because even then, and I hate that argument, but even then, yes, the Nazis were actively looking for the Ark. Nobody's actively looking for Jason in this movie. He's buried with a little headstone. Like, he's done, buried, six feet under, no one cares. Except for Tommy. Also, if you're going to do it this way, why wouldn't you just set it on fire? Well, he's about to, but there's a delay. And see, <laughs> God wanted Jason to come back. It's the, uh, I see they use the same people that do the Undertaker by, right? <laughs> and I love the, just, it, it, because up until this point, I mean, granted, yeah, you, you have to make a few conceits of logic, but up until this movie, Jason is just a guy yeah. who survived drowning as a child and apparently grew up in the woods and became hella giant and strong. Okay, fine, whatever. No, again, some leaps in logic. But it's this movie where we go, we transition into, like, full-on zombie Jason. Because he starts the movie, as we just saw, dead and buried worm food. Uh, as, as he'll become called later, he's a maggot face. <laughs> and the writer was just like, uh, well, it was good enough for Frankenstein. It'll work for Jason. Ah, sorry. Hit the wrong button. Now listen to the French. There we go. Oh, surprise, motherfucker! Should have worn his brown pants. <laughs> They're brown now. 
And you also indicated the one movie where Jason is literally just a guy. Yeah. That's right. There's the uh, the fake out in part five. <laughs> a book of matches and it's pouring down the rain. Yeah, that ain't gonna happen. Uh-oh. Ooh. It's also one of my favorite kills in the video game. Too bad the video game's not good. Is it officially dead now? I heard the servers got full. Did they really? I don't know if it's... I haven't gone on to actually double-check it, but I know they were, they were at least down last weekend. I haven't uh, booted that game up since my birthday. Same here. Oh, here we go. Here we go. If there was any doubt about the tone of this film... <laughs> it lets you know right now we enter a James Bond opening title sequence. That's amazing. So we are officially at nine minutes in. Title logos are up. Tom Matthews. <laughs> he was a nice guy. Um, lessons I learned from that convention uh, don't have a hood that covers your actual face when you're Jason I gave Grit crap for not being committed enough to his costume mm -hmm. to have a but no it's uh, it's really inconvenient when you're trying to meet somebody and you take off your hockey mask and underneath is just a second mask rubber yeah. yeah it's like oh yeah they can't see me they have no idea I met uh, Felicia Rose that way too and she's she, I mean never seen my face which is good for her that she's never seen my in her favor, but uh, it's hard to prove to people like, no, really, that's me and Tom Matthews. I swear, you just have to take my word for it. That that's really me dressed up as Jason, because <laughs> um, you can't see my face at all. So uh, I've got my hood up there. I need to actually. Uh, I haven't worn it for way too long, but I need to actually cut the face out. So I want to take my mask off. You'll see my face, and then wasting no time. Directed the cop. <laughs> Who I swear to God, someone just said, "Can you cast John Carpenter?" And they said, "Well, no, who doesn't really act." I'm like, all right, can we cast the Kmart John Carpenter? Have you seen Body and Bags? And There's no reason he doesn't act. <laughs> I have seen Body Bags. Thank you, Shutter. I'm not really sure if you should thank them for that movie. Uh. Appreciate you taking one for the team, Shutter. There we go. Okay. I, uh. <laughs> and Deputy Jeffries. Because there's always got to be one. Is it Dan Aykroyd's stunt double? <laughs> <laughs> Just grab the shotgun off the rack. Like it's Mayberry, and no one's going to care. Honestly, that's kind of set up like the Mayberry. It really is. That would have been a crossover. Jason oh, goes to Mayberry. Man. No, but I, I, this movie does not waste time. Within minutes of the, you know, seconds of the credits being done, we're off to the races, setting up the conflict between the sheriff and Tommy, and 
you know, if you're a fan of the series, you get some subtle stuff like, okay, it's not called Camp Crystal Lake anymore. It's it's is it Forest Green? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they've renamed the whole town. Uh, my favorite staple of '80s horror movies is the the town sheriff. This is one of the more mediocre ones. Yeah. He's not terrible. He's not a bumbling doofus like we'll see in uh, like uh, was it Halloween Part Five, where the the Haddonfield sheriffs literally have like Vulcan skull ass doofy music. Yeah. Um, uh, oh god, Halloween Five. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not quite to the badass level of Michael Bean in Planet Terror. Uh, I think he's a good mediocre kind of an unfair comparison though with yes, what, when yes, you throw sorry. Michael Bean in there everyone's competing for second it's Michael Bean or uh the fake trailer for Thanksgiving from Grindhouse I think he's a sheriff on that too play the game you've had this dilemma <laughs> do I try to back up or do I go forward and try to juke Jason also what's up not Reba McIntyre <laughs> I like how she still looks behind her even though the window is completely covered just gonna drive and hope he'll move like a squirrel oh, he didn't move Finnick's parents because they both kind of <laughs> look like him. He's got a starting gun for a race. He's going to start a marathon after not dirty. Can you use BBs? Um, I think it's a water pistol. And just like that, the instrument of his resurrection now becomes the signature weapon for this movie. Yeah. We're also about to get one of the first intentional joke gags. Because again, this movie just knows what it is. Yes, yes, offer me money. Offer me power. Offer me anything I want. Two dollars? I want my mother back, you son of a bitch. I'm paraphrasing Princess Bride, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> she must be safe. The camera's lingering on her. Oh no! And here it comes. Don't leave home without it. Oh. Yeah. The worst part is they probably paid for that. No, it was, yeah. <laughs> so the director talks about that, like, there are certain things that are, they're, they're meant to be, like, audience participation. Like, they show the card and they hold on it because they want someone to yell out, 
don't leave home without it. Like, oh. yeah. Uh, there's a couple other spots like that throughout this movie where, where again, the, the director and writer are just like, we're just going to have fun with this. Let's just give people what they want. Oh my god, it's the embodiment of if Zach Morris and A.C. Slater had a kid. A.C. <laughs> Morris? Zach Slater sounds There you go, badass. there you go, Zach Slater. Sounds too badass for him. Mm. So here's our sort of cast. This dude did bat a thousand, though. I mean, <laughs> he looks like a douche, and he has three moderately hot 80s chicks with him. Again, not wasting any time. We had our, our Jason kills. So now we get back to your plot already in progress. Got introduced into the conflict between the sheriff and Tommy. Now, Tommy's got a thing for the sheriff's daughter, and the, and the sheriff's daughter definitely has a thing for Tommy Jarvis. Well, who doesn't have a thing for Tommy Jarvis? Exactly. God, that hair. <laughs> it's like me in like November of 2014. <laughs> More January 2015, but is it is it a mullet? Is no, it, is it too curly to be a mullet? I, I no, it's not short enough on the side. To okay, be a mullet, there you so. go. That there. Okay. And now we have our uh, not grave digger. The, the the words today. Cryptkeeper? There you go. We'll go with that. Uh, graveyard attendant? Sure. Yelling at damn kids for tearing up corpses. Apparently that's the thing kids do in town. And looking dead at the camera. There you go. Fourth wall break. Suck it, Ryan Reynolds. What? Yep, you heard me. <laughs> ah, Camp Forest Green, the one we've grown to love over the past five movies. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Again, I, that's one of the things I love about this movie. Is yeah, if there were that many ritual killings at a camp, you would definitely rebrand it. <laughs> Fair point. Uh, I'm sure there's somewhere on the lake where someone has a Camp Blood tour site because that's a thing you do now. I'm more concerned with the fact that they're unloading supplies and one of the things in there is an already open box of pasta. Hey, man. It was the 80s. Yo. That <laughs> TP would go for a hot dollar right now. <laughs> they're also... These four are apparently like the only staff for the entire camp. Uh, which is... One of the things I do love about this movie and we're kind of jumping the gun is you do at some point in this movie see the camp running with kids... Like, you know, it's not we're getting ready for the season or the season is ending. It's like, no, we're in the middle of the season and here are the kids. Um, and I believe it's the only film that does that. And Jason X does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's the holodeck scene. I guess you can call it, consider that the camp is up and running. Well, I guess, you know. 
It's also the best, so part six, my ass. Uh-oh, children. Also, big props to Zack Slater here. <laughs> uh, the law of averages with him. Oh, it's, yeah. It's got to be in his favor at this point. Really, I also really appreciate the fact that someone had to get like cast and possibly try out to be bus driver who closes doors. Yep. <laughs> Somebody got paid for that. Someone possibly got a SAG card for that. Now, some might complain that these guys have nothing to do with the camp, but I would say it's a time honored tradition of these films. To insert random characters who are just there to up your kill count. Oh, yeah. There's the uh, the Hitchhiker Girl and is it part one? Three? Okay. Who's just there to hold up a sign and get killed. No, wait, she, no she's part four. Is she part four? Yeah, she's part four. They'll burn together after a while. Because she has a sign that says Canada and love. <laughs> because why not? So here we have the business executives on a weekend paintball game. Because the 80s. And a not-so-subtle commentary on feminism. If a redneck dies in battle, they go to Yalhalla. <laughs> That's good. That is good. She's out there to up her law of averages, and neither of these dudes want anything to do with her. <laughs> God, oh, I want, yeah. I want a bandana that just says dead. I'll find you one, buddy. Machete is way too shiny. <laughs> and we get both a throwaway gag of Jason holding up the dead arm. And, if you want to read into it, Jason realizing he now has zombie strength. Your daughter, Sheriff. Hey-o. <laughs> oh, God, it's me in middle school. It's the uh, police academy's depiction of the movie.
This is the worst paint I've ever used ever, by the way. <laughs> They're old. Oh, shit. Triple decapitation. One swing. <laughs> I debated back and forth so hard about putting a red paintball splatter on my Park 6 Jason costume right now. I don't remember being here for one of those discussions. Because it's, it's hilarious and it's a fun little detail, but after this sequence, it disappears. The blood stains in the bullet holes stay. So he doesn't get a whole new shirt, he just cleans off the paint. But uh, this does bring up one thing that, that people will say detracts from this being the best movie. And it's a, it's a point I will concede, and that is uh, they were fighting hardcore with the MPA about the rating of this film. And even though they shot like that triple decapitation, they had prosthetic heads, they had a whole extended decapitation sequence. But to make sure the film got in theaters with an R, not an X, they cut back on a lot of the gore that they did film for the movie. Because X gonna get it to you. X gonna get it to you. Uh, X gonna get you not in a good box office returns. Because no, a lot of them weren't showing. Yeah, well, that's it's it's the same thing today with NC-17. Like it, it's oh, and, uh, AO video games. Yeah, it's in theory not a bad thing. It just means it's a rating that you're required to be over a certain age to go see it. But because that limits your audience, most theaters won't carry a film with that rating on yeah. it. I think the the last major uh, NC-17 I can think of was the John Waters A Dirty Chain with like Johnny Knoxville from like. Yeah. Sounds about right. There you go. Uh, probably the most famous NC-17 is of course Showgirls from yeah. our boy Paul Verhoeven, who made one of the greatest sci-fi movies ever made. Robocop? How dare you. Total Recall? Fuck off. Starship Troopers? That's the one. Showbugs? But so yeah, so people who say that this this yeah, if you have a checklist of things you want from a Friday the Thirteenth movie, uh, there's a couple things missing from this one. And I can I'll, I have to concede that point because it does not have a lot Jesus of gore. Jesus Christ! Nineteen eighties <laughs> laser scopes. Yeah, yeah. It's the size of the entire revolver, but man, it puts a red dot on stuff. Probably not accurately. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you sight something that. It's like the size of a trucker 4D mag light strapped to your gun. Ugh, me and Fireball. <laughs> 35 now, John. I can't drink Fireball anymore. Yeah, you're not 20 and a college chick. You're right. You should stop drinking Fireball. Well, that was just hateful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Another fun gag I love is the cross cut there. Is this an all girls camp? Like, legitimately. No, no, no. no. We're going to cut to the guys group in a minute. That has one counselor? <laughs> yep.
See, that's why they hired Zack Slater, because he was two cancelers in one. That's true. He only brought one pair of pants, though. In the one sweatshirt. They were brand new at the start of the season, which is how they, they got beat up. I do want to know, what do you think he's listening to? I think we find out. Say we don't. What would okay. you assume he's listening to? Um, what year was this film? 86. It doesn't really help me any. Uh, Motley Crue. I'm, I'm going to go he's shamefully listening to New Kids. Just shamefully. Uh, I believe so. If not that, I'm going to say not shameful, but maybe some Run DMC. There you go. What was Bobby Brown's boy band called? The New Editionist? From the New Day? Pretty sure it wasn't Minuto. I could be wrong. New Kids on the Block. When did they? 1984. All right. And this is supposed to be in New England, and they were founded around Boston. So, he so he's rocking some "Please Don't Go, Girl." He could have had the like the OG like like the OG like uh, demo tape, <laughs> like the th- the three track on one side, two track on the other. The, the track with two sides is just remixes of two songs from side <laughs> one. Here's an unfortunate editorial decision. So they felt the movie didn't have enough kills in it. So they went back and reshot some, which is another time-honored Friday the 13th tradition. But uh, in addition to this random just-got-engaged couple, we end up sadly killing off the, uh, the grave digger. Who's, I think, one of the more fun characters in the movie. Right? I think it's the first time in this franchise we've seen a guy trying to say no to a girl and comes to bed. Probably the only time in history that happened during the 80s. Can you not love this guy? Well, mostly because it's like looking into my future. I'd buy him a pint. Too too dark? The the future joke? Too dark? Nah, yeah. Your beard's not that full. And you'd never cut your hair that short. Well, when I'm 60 something, I don't know how much of an <laughs> option I'll have. Especially if you look, a picture, look at a picture of my dad now. Ooh. Stay home. Stay. <laughs> That's me caressing my hair and asking it to please stay, by the way. Please don't go, girl. Oh, oh no. no! It's the symbolism. Live by the bottle, die by the bottle. Take shit white people do for a thousand hours. You're gonna get out on the moped. Oh, it's a two for one. Again, more gore stuff was shot. It got cut. 
but uh, we have now transitioned from fence post spear Jasons directly into utility belt Jasons. It's weird. Like, the kid sleeping with the Polaroid of him and his mom is weird. <laughs> I'm just going to come out and say it. Ah, oh, Kennedy's reading no exit. Ah, uh, this hip. This game is fun. They even have Bayside colored. They do. That they shop the same generic high school uniform store. I do want her shirt. The main one, like the top shirt, not any of the seven she had on under it. <laughs> oh, never mind. No, I don't. That's idiot. <laughs> From a distance, though, it's great, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you get that close up. Yeah, man. <laughs> Albeit, if they made it a Mars Attack sprint, I'm back in. Fair. doing this scene if I can wear my monster uh, slip-ons. <laughs> she also has suspenders on underneath her shirt. No, no, the one in the, the jersey was running and had those like... Yeah, so that was, yeah, she's got suspenders underneath her shirt. <laughs> Tricky lady. I couldn't, why, why couldn't um, it be more like the 90s when our pants were just way too big and heavy? She had a nightmare, and her name is Nancy. Huh? Huh? Okay. Get out. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't know if it's your house, but get out. <laughs> yeah, see, watch. She's got suspenders on holding up her long johns. Underneath her jersey. Pants that are just way too high. Uh, okay, I'm mistaken. We don't hear what's in the on the lock. Sorry. I was gonna be impressed if he had. Why? Why? Why is the shirt on? So fun story. When they got to this scene in the in the filming. They realized, oh shit, we don't have any nudity in this movie yet. So they tried to talk this actress into doing a topless scene, and she refused to because she had signed a no nudity clause. So, another demerit against this film for, and again, a no, point no, I no, have no, to no, concede. No, no, no. Not, not, not even that. Well, I'm talking about him. Why is his shirt rolled that's, up to his chin? That's the, that's the break even. Uh, we don't see her nipples, but we get his nipples. So, we break even? Also, who? <laughs> I have 
so many problems with this scene. Are you saying it's like two people having sex who've never had sex and don't know how it works? She's headbanging <laughs> to the music. Have you heard that song, man? It's an earworm. It just gets stuck in there. You can't help yourself. She gets up to check out the lights, and he's still in bed because the role reversal. He's so cool with a smoky bear. Spoiler: It's not smoky bear. It should be smoky. Boys. What? Sorry, wrong franchise. Right franchise, wrong movie. <laughs> start with with Otis and then you have the uh, Andy better go ahead and let him out and he goes to let him out and he's not there and that sparks the whole like oh Otis is missing that's weird well you, you can also knock off notice the barber bear. you can also knock off Gomer or Goober oh no Gomer well, eventually Gomer yeah no Gomer can stay like remember please don't forget he had a cousin named Goober yeah cause cousins always work on TV shows and Koi Duke. It's not like you can tell a lot of these 80s guys. Oh, no! That's why you never get out of the car. Oh, Alice Cooper's a teenage Frankenstein. I'm also unabashedly listening to what Biscuit's on driving right now. So. <laughs> 
Three dollar bill you want? I don't know the significant other. The greatest new metal album ever released. Not the best Limp Biscuit album, but the greatest new metal album ever released. Oh, that's a good effect. That was good. What if she is, man? You're gonna call her out for dropping the deuce like that? Punching one out? He has eyeliner on. Weapon number three, the Rambo knife. this door in particular not gonna walk out the broken out windshield because that would make too much sense you want to get this cool shot or I'm posing for myself ooh classic parent kid conversation damn Right? You can't unsee it. I would have been fine if you hadn't pointed it out. I know. What? That's how you answer the phone. What? Depends what kind of day I'm having. It is a sweet truck, though. Seats look uncomfortable as hell, but it's a sweet truck. I want a prop of that book, A Manual of Occultism. But so that's a real book. I looked this up. It's in the video game, too. That book by that author is a real book. I can't find that edition that has that style cover, though. Huh. To be fair, I just want it so it can sit at the table that Tim mentions by the uh, Tobin Spirit guy. Reacquired the mission. Golden retention suspense. That window behind her sure is empty. Oh! Safety out. It's just a phone.
Look at that. Hardcore after that D. Also, what's more Mayberry than leaving your kid unattended to answer the phone at the sheriff's department? In the middle of the night. No, but you stay here and you answer the phone now. Now, Aunt B makes a stand and lives, right? Of course. Yeah. Aunt B's the final girl. What are you talking about? Not Mary Ellen? No, Aunt B. So who who's the main cast member that gets knocked off? Someone's got to go. I'll even throw in Gomer and Floyd as main cast. You, you got to get rid of Andy. He goes out heroically, but he's got to go, man. Also, props to Karloff's general merchandise. I get it. This is just... We're going to cram in as many horror references as we can. We want to make sure you see them, so we're going to be very, very blunt about it. Like Nancy having a nightmare. I just, I, I just want there to be a like. I want there to be an alternate take where he just walks up, sees that it says Camp Forest Green, just shrugs and walks off. <laughs> Stops, pulls out a map. <laughs> this isn't right. <laughs> Everything is one word. Why is self reliance on there? That is killing me. But again, I do I do appreciate that we've firmly established this camp is full of kids, and here comes Jason walking into it. the paintball. Well, he might have gotten torn limb from limb with his socks pulled up that way. He did not have kicks. Oh, just in case you were wondering, it's the second Friday movie to actually take place on Friday the 13th. Oh. So isn't part two technically Saturday the 14th? Uh, two, three, and four all take place the same week. That's right, that's day. right. I'm going to imagine those are Howard the Duck slippers. They're not, but I'm going to imagine. I actually sent a Howard the Duck gift today. Really? Yeah. One of them going like this. <laughs> For the viewers at home, that was me making the so-so motion. Well, fair. <laughs> they don't need to know that. <laughs> That'd be an interesting must watch. That movie is fucking crazy. I don't know if I've seen that in like 20 years. Correction. I it's, don't know if I've seen that sober in like 20 years. Well, that's good. Don't ever watch that sober. Uh, but that's, Howard the Duck is one of those films you could pick any 30 minute segment in that movie. And then jump around, and you'd be like, Am I watching the same movie? Also, we could have the debate of uh, do duck tits count as real tits? Because when it's on TV, they sure do. I'm going to be real, that's not a discussion I want to be a part of. <laughs> 
Thank you, thank you. You try to speak hello. Hello. We've got shtick. Ah, uh, I forgot to lock the door. It's a rookie mistake. Slippers. Oh. Yeah. Let Alan Tudyk's mom get some sleep. I'm aware Alan Tudyk was like 13 or 14. I thought Alan Tudyk's mom was the redhead who got killed in the car. Oh shit! My bad. My bad. Well, that sucks. We were about seven seconds too late. Oh, well. I'm not Tony Jarvis's jacket. Like, not really, because it would be way too warm. But well, not, not now. It's end of August. Well, you know, in a few months. Oh, sorry. Have you ever seen me wear anything that's actually insulated? Sure, I think, think back long enough. Yeah. Now, even at that one random time. Even in high school, it was... Uh, Still just had like three hoodies I rotated between. Oh, that kid bought his giraffe and that way thinking it was going to help him. <laughs> uh oh. Poor Nancy is going to be scarred for life. Also, she's wearing a uh, Gremlins t shirt. So that is your third horror movie reference. I mean, you could call the entire opening of the movie a Dr. Frankenstein and Igor okay. thing, but... Okay. Well, now, this is awkward. Here we go. We might not have nudity. We might not have uh, lots of gore. But we're sure as hell are about to have a car chase in the middle of an F-13 movie. This music is terrible. Says the guy who openly admitted to listening to Limp Biscuit. Oh, that mustache. Oh, shoot. Coming up on 51 minutes now. Yep, it's Tommy. You gotta worry about doing something crazy. <laughs> Is that what we're calling it now? It smells like getting of his supplies. It smells like trap down here. <laughs> oh. Yeah, let me stare at that vagina through blue jeans. Oh, this movie knows what it's doing.
Hebrew Jason. She calls me a ride home. Hello! I'll see you myself, Alex. Oh, he's so cute. <laughs> so it should have got so much bloodier walking into the building. Stand corrected. It's just a teddy bear under her shirt. That was not a gremlin. My bad. Also, twist. Jason has been killing people. It's been Nancy the whole time. She was holding a bloody machete. You know? Why not? <laughs> Let me put yet another shirt on. That was her thing. It's like, uh, like, uh, what's her name? Like, I'll wear suspenders underneath my shirt. She's like, I'm just gonna wear as many shirts as I can. Could I be wearing any more clothes? <laughs> <laughs> Look at me, I'm Chandler. Whoa! Jesus Christ! Not sure that's legal. It's borderline amazing how the sheriff can just make anything make sense within his narrative of it's all Tommy Jarvis' fault. She looks like she's almost 30. Daddy's sitting right there. He can hear you. He's still sitting right there. all that time. Yeah, does that make it better or worse for him? <laughs> well, he probably didn't kill those kids, but he was with my daughter, so he's about to be dead? <laughs> yeah. That terrifying bear thing on the wall. Oh, 
Uh, see, there's a machete on the floor there. Did you guys see it? Came back to get. Oh. Okay, it was a bad joke. I'm sorry. Someone else here? Oh no, my dogs see Jason. That's what's happening. I'm trying to warn there. They can't hear you guys. It's, it's a movie. Still can't hear you. Kind of chilly. She should put on her jacket. <laughs> One pair of fucking shorts, but nineteen goddamn shirts. <laughs> She's got leggings or long johns or something. It sure is cold outside at this summer camp in July. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they're right by the lake. They've got all the uh, cross breeds. Yeah. Hey, you know those curtains make? Great shirt for you. You have such great fashion sense, you dumb bitch. Just gonna make that same joke. <laughs> Those curtains are made from her leftover shirts. Jason can't kill him fast enough. Well, he's gotta get his machete back. I mean, if Jason X has taught us anything, he just wants his machete back. It's true. The worst door ever. It's like the door from uh, uh, Minnie's haberdashery in Hateful Eight. You gotta nail it shut! Deep cut yep. reference. Yup. My mind goes to weird places. Thanks for coming with me. Yeah. You know me. No, you gotta nail it shut. Oh, surely everything is okay. Why am I laughing? It's or why am I scared? It's just the door. Oh, oh no, no, it wasn't just a door. So what do you think's going on there? Breakdance oh. break fight? Ooh, um Well Jesus. Cannibal Holocaust stuff right there. Never paid attention to see if this has the no animals for harmful theme music or anything. Sim names. <laughs> right here. Somebody who has Photoshop needs to make that happen. <laughs> Where's the feces going?
Guys, come on. We haven't even on screen kiss yet. We're having our first fight. Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? Because she wants to be. Oh, now we've had an on-screen kiss. This wasn't part of the plan. Look how dreamy he is. I'm just going to go with it. Get the hose. Kiss him, too. She's got one-liners. Yeah, what's that one primary care physician? <laughs> <laughs> so you have to go and have the conversation. And so, it's Dr. Hood in the highly 1985, what were you up to? This, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry that I just said you were the dopey. Do any uh, film work? Uh, any, uh... He did say one of his favorite 80s movies was Frankenhooker. So. Now, I know you're not a sheriff's deputy, but have you ever played one in a movie? <laughs> That's okay, they hang the keys on the wall right where you can reach them. Because it's Mayberry. I think Otis puts up a decent fight against Jason. The town drunk, he goes out first, but... Well, we've seen how Jason handles drunks. Yeah. And I swear to God, that building at the end of the uh, the road looks just like the... Uh, uh, Clock Tower? Well, bar, uh, Barnstown. That's uh, the, yeah, the old Capitol building, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that could be the Bardstown Square. I think my car. No, I guess it is orange. It just kind of looked red earlier. Hey, a Star Wars reference. Star Trek. Sure. Science fiction? Oh, we're on Hubbard? The Bapu? That's the one. <laughs> God damn it, that's just going to be in my head now. Set myself up for that one. And in case you hadn't seen any of the movies, an hour and three minutes in, we give you a backstory. So with less than 20 minutes left of actual movie left. But again, this is part six. And if you don't know what's going on with Jason by part six, why are you watching? If you're watching this just to watch part six, one, why are you listening to this while you're doing it? And two, um, why aren't you, like, you have to be trying to get laid at this point. If you've never seen another Friday the 13th and you're like, oh yeah, my significant other or paramour or person I'm trying to smash really wanted to watch this so why are you listening to us instead of just trying to smash as I look at my messages and see a message that literally says I'm about to smash <laughs> Thank you.
Jason's. So he can't get himself to say Jason Voorhees is back. Jason Neil the door shot. Oh, no, he's not. Seems like a disproportionate amount of blood for the one person who got killed in that room. Alright, here we go. We've seen spear kills. We've seen machete kills. We've seen knife kills. But you're about to get series first the Jason Voorhees throwing knife kill also spoiler if you're watching this you motherfucker I've never seen this before <laughs> as we established at the beginning also when did Jason become Batman when he got the utility belt yeah. oh he's a natural I'll tell ya you think they were alive long enough to heal, heal their head and break the uh, part in the boat? <laughs> Just out of curiosity. Good to know all these kids are asleep with a raging fire going on. There's not a single counselor left at the camp, is there? Well, there were only four to begin with. <laughs> Including the sheriff's daughter who hasn't been there since that one scene where yeah. they brought the groceries in. So, really, we're talking three. Mistake. You gotta let the mustache do the talking for you. Haven't you seen Magnum P.I.? No. Huh. Well, you should. It's a good show. Is it? The Tom Selleck one is fantastic. There's another one? Oh, they rebooted that shit. Of course they did. Without Tom Selleck. <laughs> See? I'm, I'm telling you. It's Nancy. It ain't Jason. Jason's just trying to get his machete back. <laughs> he had a splitting headache. <laughs> this girl's going to be friggin' scarred for life. Here, you'll be safe in this cabin with no locks on the door, but the other cabin, not safe at all. I know there are only nine beds and there are 30 of you. <laughs> Fucking also, figure it out. When I leave, make sure you nail the door shut. You gotta nail the door shut. <laughs> Alright, 
starting pistol didn't do any good. The uh, the, the cops 38 special didn't do any good. But this 12 gauge shotgun, that's gonna do the trick. Fire, fire, shoot the gun, shoot, buddy, shoot her! <laughs> You're not Nancy. Took you long enough. Props on the Jurassic Park reference. Thank you. Keep shooting. <laughs> when in this franchise has he ever spontaneously gotten back up from a shot? Oh, wait, just right there. My bad. Stole that from the Undertaker. Slow chase. Coming up on one hour, eleven minutes, right now. now. No, no, we're fine. We had an issue with the blender. It's just V8 juice. It got everywhere. Put a bunch of ice and maraschino cherries in there. And <laughs> we're out to get club soda. Who are you again? I've only been here for like 24 hours. Sing this 80s song called Why Can't We Be Friends Now? feel like we're in the home stretch, but we are. Oh, we are. Well, because including credits, there's only 15 minutes yep. left. I'm so glad you came here to steer the shit out of us, reassure us, and leave. And then tell us to go back to doing what we were doing before. Well, given how the situation's been handled, son, I agree with you. He's doing his Sisyphus impression. Hey, oh! It's a Greek mythology joke. Yeah, that yeah, was we... for me and Sky Cox right there. That's who that was for. <laughs> oh, no! It's a head. 
<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Peacock and Koran, circa 1986. <laughs> what were you going to be if you grew up? Again, this movie knows exactly what it is. As opposed just to age, having fun. As opposed to age 35, where we're still asking ourselves questions. We should know better, but we don't. There you go. A couple of good kicks to the ribs will do it. There, yeah, yeah, beat him. Use the tree stump. That'll work. I'm going with the rock. Oh, man. Before long, he'll be using the gut. Oh, wait. Oof. Oh. Well, Jason Voorhees had a very short-lived career as a chiropractor. One unofficial tissue. I don't think your dad's going to be bending over backwards to help them out. <laughs> God, I hate you. I'll leave again. Still your own house. <laughs> In case you haven't figured it out yet, he has a chain. And a rock. We really want you to know he has a chain. Oh yeah! Oh shit! It's a scene that they would have stayed hiding under their beds like every adult told them to. No, Jason still counts about that. They'd be fine? At this point, the two of them should be fair and square. Because chronologically, yeah, sure, young Tommy Jarvis killed, quote-unquote, Jason Voorhees at the end of Part 4. But then we just thought at the beginning of the movie, adult Jason Voorhees brought him, or uh, Tommy Jarvis, Jarvis brought, him back. brought him back. So they're square. They're even Steven. I don't know what this uh, this whole assumed vendetta thing was all about, man. I mean, if anything, he should just walk out there, fist bump and be like, yo, bro, thanks for doing me a solid. What was the point of that? She yells and then he just convinces them to come right back? He had to kill Tom? Really had to get to that 87th minute. <laughs> Dunno. Yeah, gee, I wonder if he's going to come up behind you. Jason doesn't really swim. He just sinks to the bottom and walks along the bottom. <laughs> you mean parts while he's swimming? Let me see how the bubbles are coming from. Fair. Does he fight though? He doesn't really do anything. But I mean, he just decomposes flesh, so gas is gonna get released somewhere. Apparently, on top of the water. 
but not in the boat or on him at all. Oh, Matt, I hope it's that same soaking wet book of matches from the beginning. Uh, I don't know what to say, match. Uh, he finally got the waterproof strike anyways. <laughs> nice. The Cadillac for matches. Oh, oh, you're sinking. Taking on water. Oh, no, it's Taco Night. Sorry. Oh. Oh! like Jaws the board game. He's just, he's just hedging his bets on which side of the boat Jason's going to pop up on. Sometimes you get lucky and roll four oh hits at once and kill Jaws. Ah, oh, see, I at you. came up in a different sector. That's what happened. Lord, that wool jacket was weighing down enough where he's going to sink, too. <laughs> sure looks that way. Uh, maybe go back and hide under your beds again. I know the building's on fire, and there are <laughs> still eight beds. And I'm now the only beds. adult left at the camp, but you guys just go hide under the beds. It's going to be fine. The bad camp counselor. The first rule is, reach or throw, don't go. Usually dip and head first in that water. chained to a rock, but is that still considered camping? Or is it just sitting there waiting for the kill to come by? I think so. Taking a page out of the Piranha 3D playbook.
and Tommy were saved by that incredibly buoyant, fleece-lined jean jacket. Thank God Gene is so buoyant. He's just been floating on top of the water this whole time. All right, kids. Uh, congratulations. The lawsuits are going to help pay for all your trauma. <laughs> wow. Even Baywatch had better CPR than that. for the rest of the summer or any more counselors we don't know about minutes uh, hour 23 and then we're about there at the credits yep yeah, we know it's all gonna be okay because nothing yeah nothing's ever happened bad in daylight in this movie. And thus Jason became the ultimate fish tank accessory. And that was part six. That was Friday the 13th part six Jason lives as we close it out with Alice Cooper's man behind the mask. Sure. So thanks for watching. <laughs>